Newfoundland and Labrador is Canada's easternmost province and home to a population of very creative children. In celebration of the International Day of the Rights of the Child, November 20th, CHMR-FM, Newfoundland and Labrador's only campus and community radio station, gave our studios over to a class of grade 6 students at Bishop Field Elementary in St. John's. Together with their teacher, Lana Stead, the class worked hard to produce the following series of radio interventions for your listening pleasure. The following Hour Plus contains a diverse range of news stories, audio skits, radio debates, documentaries, and more. Without any further ado, we're pleased to present the Grade 6 students of Bishop Field Elementary. We just want to remind you to be kind to animals because lots of animals around the world are being displaced and abused. So we want to remind you to be respectful to animals and be kind. Remember to be safe and respect animals. This public announcement is brought to you by CHMR. Hey, yo. You know what? You know what? I ate it like a Mac test. Got some bitch from mouth like a Mac 10. No, a Mac 11. Cause I'm always on my hustle. You know I'm always reppin'. The game welcome me when I step in. It's a minority and needle in the haystack. I'm a pin. I don't care what the others say. I'ma keep doing what I'm doing and I'ma always win. Trying to strengthen the drama, what a sin. I shoot to win. I'm up in the casino ball in. I spit my lyrics raw, dangerous like jigsaw. Nah, forget the law. Get your cup filled up like a real thug. This ish got me bugging these bombs. I'm lugging, gold chain rubbed in. I'm tapping out, finna get someone to sub in. But I need a break from all these rappers with an autotune. I only need one take, unlike these rap lyricalists. I actually make this the kitchen got so many rhymes i can bake kill the beast so hard need to hide it in a lake this energy comes from the wisdom lyricism i do it for the crowd's sake i'm proud to say i rhyme this way an insane way i need to sub in I remember the memories of December the 17th I've been getting the men's and while I'm ending the tennis scene I've been repping and yes it's me got all sevens of energy off of stepping don't mess up me on the net for the salary I've been killing the industry all will and admittedly all the sh- they be hitting me with but they'll never finish me they just giving adrenaline these days I'm living a fin to win I've been ripping and spitting and getting digits to get it with we gon' make it in a bit we be raking in the hits young mistaken lyricists look we'll make a living something changing in this game don't f*** a lame just look for green to fuel the flame Look up, main judgment day is imminent. Yeah, hey. Welcome everyone, I'm Zoe. And I'm Charlie. And this, and this is, is the Gnarly Zarly Show. That song was from Charlie, okay? Me. The, 
The next song is from a local artist called Mac 11. Go to SoundCloud and go to Mac 11 or Lethal C. Check out those these songs and we'll, and while you're at it, check out WGTA music. Yeah, yeah. So why when she moves it? Her body moving time with the music. I gotta make her mind, gotta choose it. A dollar, no, not just a dime, don't confuse it. The way that she followed the rhythm, them hips got me losing my mind. So hey now, little mama, come get with the kid, we can do this all night. Hey, so come, 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 what you waiting for? We're still young, 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 let them drinks get poor. We ain't done, 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 till like eight in the morning. Hold on, let's run, 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 run till we can't no more. This ain't none, 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 none like you had before. You the one, 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 girl, I am so sure. Girl, I am so sure. Hold on, hold on. Show me with her eyes so hypnotic. I like them like my car so exotic. She been flexing on me, girl, with her body. She trying to take me home and she know that I want it. She hit me on my phone like a pasta. I want you to vanish me, casa. Make my body shake like maracas. Live a life up like a party, I'm pacha. If we do it, we gon' do it all night. No breaks, you the right one, girl, make no mistake. A one for one piece, they made no fakes. Wanna stay, but I'm gone with a wind take. So come, 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 what you waiting for? We're still young, 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 let them drinks get poor. We ain't done, 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 till like eight in the morning. Till like eight in the morning. Hold on, hold on. Let's run, 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 run till we can't no more. This ain't none, 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 none like you had before. You're the one, 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 girl, I am so sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. I'm just trying to play with you all night long. Now it's another day, how to turn into the mall. I just might run away with you, girl, we gone. We ain't hearing what they say, they don't know what we on. She turned me on like a light switch. I work it long like a night shift. She said I know it's wrong, but I like this. So now she never wanna be alone, girl. I'm right here. Slow it down, won't you hold the corner? We blowing loud, no we in the moment. I don't know how we got so lit, but right now just go with the motion. Yeah, yeah. So come, 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 what you waiting for? We still young, 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 let the drinks get poor. We done, 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 done till like eight in the morning. Hold on, hold on. Run, 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 run till we can't no more. This ain't none, 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 none like you had before. You're the one, 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 girl. I am so sure. Girl, I am so sure. Hold on, hold on. The next thing we're going to talk about is the top five inventions by kids. Number one was the popsicle. It was invented in 1905 by 11-year-old Frank Esperon. He left a cup with powdered soda, water, and a stirring stick on a San Francisco porch that night. That night, the low temperatures caused the mixture to freeze. Number two, the trampoline. In 1930, 16-year-old George Neeson was struck with an idea of making some sort of bouncing floor. Now, at first, he thought like everyone else and thought it was impossible. But later that year, he was thinking, and he said, that might not be so hard. So he decided to get some leather and pull it all the way away from each other, uh, making it very resistant and therefore very bouncy. Number three was the magnetic locker wallpaper. 
It was invented in 2006 by Sarah Buckle. And she had just finished the eighth grade when she dreamt up the idea for magnetic locker wallpaper. Like her peers, Buckle loved to decorate her school locker, but dreaded scraping it clean at the end of the year. So she invented magnetic wallpaper that can come off in seconds. Number four, earmuffs. In 1874, while he was only 15 years old, Chester Greenwood's ears got painfully cold one day. He was ice skating in his hometown of Farmington, Maine. Although he tried wrapping a scarf around his head, it simply didn't do the trick. So he set out to find a better solution to the problem. Greenwood made a wire frame and asked his grandmother to sew beaver skin pads to it, creating the world's first earmuffs. Number five is Macon Bacon. In 1993, young interpreter Abby Fleck was only eight years old when inspiration struck. She and her dad had just finished cooking bacon, only to discover that there weren't any paper towels to soak up the fat. Much to Fleck's mother's dismay, the pair improvised and used the classified section of a newspaper instead. Suddenly, Fleck had an idea. Why not hang up the bacon while it cooks? Not only would this render paper towels unnecessary, but it would also make the bacon healthier. The next song is by Electric Light Orchestra, and it's called Night Rider.
for the Gnarly Zarly Show. Bye! Hi, I'm Jalen Taylor, and I would like to remind you to not drink and drive because many people lose their lives every day, so please be safe and responsible. This public service announcement is brought to you by CHMR. Bishop Field is an iconic school located in downtown St. John's. Last year, portions of the ceiling collapsed, forcing the school population to be relocated to the site of the former School of the Deaf on the other side of the city. In our next segment, the students tell the story of their school's relocation in their own words. Hello everybody, I'm Hannah and I'm Rhea and today my friends and I are going to tell you all about what happened and how it affected us kids and the staff at Bishop Field. If you don't know what happened, we are about to tell you. So this happened about one year ago. Our building roof in the gym collapsed. So we had a week off school because we, we didn't have a school to go to and to give them time to move. I was worried that we had to go to different schools. But we were lucky and we got a school. The school is called the School for the Deaf. Now our friends and I are going to tell you a little bit more about it. First, we will be interviewing our principal, Miss Andrews. Today, Today we are here to interview Miss Andrews from the Bishop Field School, our principal. We are going to see what she thought about the move from the old Bishop Field to the School for the Deaf. So, how did you feel about the move? I was glad that we had a school that we all could go together to, that we could all stay together. So I was really uh, glad about that. I was a bit sad about my own building being not in great shape. And, uh, you know, I was mostly I was glad that we could all be together. Which school do you like better and why? Okay, of course I like Bishop Field 1.0, as we call it, yeah. our old school, better, because it's ours, and it's old, and it has character, and we have our 
play area that we play on. So I love our downtown school the most. But I do like things about this one too. How did you change schools in only seven days? And was it hard? Oh, it was. It was uh, very hard. We did it in seven days. Um, Mrs. Aylward, the assistant principal and I, worked about 80 hours that week. Um, and um, we were exhausted after, to be quite honest. But we knew all the things that we had to do to open a school that we did in September at our old school. So we did all those things in a few days. So it was a bit tough. I'm just going to go back to your other question. Um, while I love our old school better with the character and stuff, um, there are things I like about this school. And I, as I was, we were talking earlier, I do like that there's no stairs. Yeah. And people in wheelchairs can get in, and I like that. I, I like the big gym. Mm -hmm. And I like that we all have lockers. So, so there's some really good things about this building. But it's, really, it's not ours. Do you think that the move was worth it, though? I, it, yeah, we had to worry. We, we were worried about safety. So I'm so glad that the move was worth it because, uh, because we were all safe. And we were all together. That was really important. So we were still field-ins in and, and our Bishop Field 2.0. Right? We were still field-ins in, in a different building. Are you used to the school yet? Like... Yeah, I'm pretty familiar with it now. Um, it took a lot of time last year to get used to everything. And when we had different events, like the bazaar, how was it going to work? When yeah, we had like the Halloween parade. Halloween parade. Remember last yeah, year yeah, we, we were went. five days later starting it? So last year we had the parade, and this year we did it differently. Yeah. And most people found it better. Did, what about you? Did you guys find it better? We found it a little better because these always seem nearer than the yeah. old ones. So, so we, had, yeah. we didn't have enough room to go one person going that way. Yeah. Going that and way. and we, when we picked everybody that went to the gym and we all were there at the same time, I had a lot of parents say that they liked they were able to sit down. Yeah. Some yeah. of the some of the older people were able to sit down and and there were so many people there and then we all did the through the pathway and and parents said they were able to see everything so it's and they weren't jammed and they weren't so warm last year they said to me it was really warm everybody crammed in the hallways so and the gym is bigger so junior gym is bigger and spacier yeah yeah do you miss the old school oh yes i miss my school i i have a fireplace in my office which you know with the picture of bishop field yeah. above it I left him back there to keep protect school, um, but I do miss, you know, I miss the playground, everybody out, the community out outside, and the trees. And, and stuff. Also, like, like over here in the school, it's like a top sword is right by us, and that's a really busy street. So busy street. Terry Fox walk out there this year because it was so. We busy. didn't get to go to the Terry Fox Monument, right? You're yeah. right. You know, um, and walk to school things, anything like uh, school lunch, walk to school. Really can't walk to school because everybody gets a bus, right? Yeah. And so it's so far. So sometimes I, I, I don't like that everybody has to be bus to school. When do you think we will be back in the old Bishop Field? When do you hope? Uh, um, according to the letter that we got from the school district, they're hoping to have us in there next year at the beginning of September. So I'm hoping and praying that we can move things over the summer and get back in our own building to start the school year. So we don't have to move in the middle of the year again. 
So I'm hoping that that goes ahead. That's that's the target that the school board and the Department of Transportation said they have for us is to be in our own school in September. That's when we're going to be gone too. So we're not going to get to go back. Well, I'll tell you this. Your class and the other grade six class that left last year, we're going to have a little celebration. So that for, we can come back. So you could come back. We're going to have a, a set a date and have a grade six celebration in our old school so that you guys can see it. Because it happened so suddenly, yeah. you know. One day we were there. And the next day we were. And you weren't allowed back in, so you didn't even get a chance to say, say goodbye. Yeah, yeah, it's not like if like if you moved from or, Bishop Field to Brother Rice, if you were going out, because you had a chance to say goodbye. Uh, but we didn't know we were going to be going. I, when my parents told me that um, we didn't have school for a week and we're changing schools, I thought they were tricking me. I didn't believe them. Yeah. Well, the next day, on the next day, we never had no school because where our ceiling came down, we had no school the next day. We had to make sure it was safe. So yeah. Miss Aylward and I were still there. We didn't have the day off <laughs> and because uh, we were in just checking on the safety of the building. So you guys had it off. And then we met with the school district, and, and we knew that we were going to move everything. So... So, so we worked. And like, if we, if our class had been there like fifteen minutes about earlier, we would have been wow. smushed. And well, like, was it the weight of us on top? Is or was it just that the school was so old that, like, is what that I don't know. Like one hundred percent. I don't it know. It could have been us that just pushed it. No, through. no, it wasn't the weight. Oh, it wasn't, wasn't it? with the people. No, no, no. It wasn't. no the the ceiling. There was some wet ceiling oh. got wet and then it got soft yeah and then it, it wasn't so strong and it came down it's like and curb wood gets wet right yes mushes exactly the same thing People so we're saying um charlie when we were at gym he was right where um the roof where caved in and, and we down. were and if we were there for like half, more half an hour he would but you know what the really great thing about that day was that was our sorting ceremony day so we um, got to so do. everybody was up in the auditorium and nobody, nobody was, was in the gym. Yeah. So that's what <laughs> that made put a big smile on my face because everybody was safe. Everybody was safe. Yeah, it was a bit nerve wracking for for your principal, for sure. Well, that's all the questions that we have for you. Thank so you thank for you for coming <laughs> and letting us interview you. No problem, ladies. Great job. Hello, my name is Marin. And my name is Oliver. And today we're going to be talking about transportation at Bishop Field. Transportation at Bishop Field is a big deal for some of us. Since we moved to Topsa Road, transportation is a hassle because it's further away. Most of us have to take the bus to school and some of us spend 30 to 45 minutes on it. There are five buses and most of them go downtown. Some of us get home at 3.45 and school ends at 2.45. Almost all the teachers would walk to school before, so having to drive is a big deal for them as well. Most of the people in the school is, live in a walking distance of our old school. Some of the students don't have a car and are not used to taking the bus. Also, there is a giant high school right next to us called Waterford Valley High School. So we have to start school later and end school earlier. We all miss the old Bishop Field and hope to get back soon. Next, we have an interview from our grade five teacher, Madame Fram. What was the biggest difficulty when we changed schools for you? Well, I mean, on the practical level, the most difficult thing about moving to Topsail Road was that I used to walk to school, and then 
um, I had to find a way to get to work, so I used to come with Miss Madame Winter in the morning, and then my husband would come and pick me up in the afternoon. And that got solved when I we got my family bought a second car, and so I can drive myself to to school now. But I really miss. So that was the the first big practical thing. But the other thing is that I really really miss Bishop Field 1.0 because I like it so much more than Bishop Field 2.0. Yeah. So I don't love it the way I love Bishop Field. How do you feel about the school for the deaf building? Like. Is there anything that you don't like about it, or is there stuff that you like better? Well, what I don't love about it is that it's, I can't walk to school, and I love the big spaciousness of the old classrooms. And I know that one of the things about this school is that it has lockers, it has a music room, it has um, a big gym, it has a nice open cafeteria, so there are lots of advantages. I think some people like it. Um, but my classroom is much smaller, and I guess those are the major disadvantages. I don't love my classroom. How did you feel when you found out that we were going to be staying here for another year? I had thought that I was going to retire at the end of last year, so I kind of wasn't expecting to come back at all. So. Um, I think I am going to retire this year, so it kind of makes me sad that I'm not going to be able to finish at Bishop Field on Bond Street. I'd say you'll probably visit, though, because I think all the grade sixers are going to visit. Do you? Yeah, I think most Andrew said something about it. Oh, excellent. Yeah. What do you miss most about the Bishop Field point one, or like... I love, uh, what I really miss is what I love about Bishop Field is that it's a real community school and there are lots of families live in the neighborhood and you just feel like, you just feel like it's a bunch of people who are all connected in a really strong way. So I really miss that. I miss, I miss seeing younger siblings and moms and dads out in the playground. Yeah. That's one thing. There's lots of things I miss. But that's one of them. Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Milan. Here are, Here are some, some positive and, and negative things about the school for the deaf. Bus, because you have to wake up early for some people. Multiple bathrooms, because who doesn't want more bathrooms? One fl floor, because two floors are the best. Bigger gym, because we can play more sports. Smaller classroom, because you feel cramped. And lockers, because we have more storage. That's all for today. Bye. Hi, I'm Esme, and I'll be talking about how I and others felt during the one-week break before moving to the school for the deaf. I wasn't actually at school the day the roof collapsed, but I found out when my friend texted me. I thought our school would get split up before they announced we'd be moving to the school for the deaf. After they announced we'd be changing schools, I thought the new school would be a lot better than Bishop Field, but that wasn't the case. Don't get me wrong, I like this school. I'm just so used to Bishop Field and I just miss it so much. I'm very thankful that we are all in the same school. I just miss the old Bishop Field. That's actually the last thing we'll be talking about. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed our news story about Bishop Field. Don't do drugs at all or drink alcohol. I'm underage cause it will ruin your life. But seriously don't. Don't drink and drive, also don't, don't do it high, unless you want to die. And again, seriously don't.
Goodbye. This public announcement is brought to you by CHMR 93.5 FM. Hi, I'm Cora, and these are my friends Sophia and Lucy. I'm Lucy. We're guests at CHMR. And I'm Sophia. We're sixth graders from Bishop Field Elementary in St. John's NL. We're here to fill you in on changes that might be affecting the Earth more than you realize. Recently, we saw a video of a starving polar bear on National Geographic's website. Their homes are melting because of climate change. Polar bears eat seals. The ice is melting, so the number of seals are dropping in the Arctic because they need to find something to eat. We've only scratched the surface of the effects of global warming, and already two species are suffering. In most of Canada, there are actually freshwater turtles, but sadly, a lot of them are dying because of their habitat is getting more and more polluted. Lots of species are suffering, and many animals are dying because of humans. Remember that plastic bag you threw on the ground last week? That could have killed an animal, and you didn't even know it. We will now play a sound clip of an interview with the grade one French teacher, Madame Winter, from our school, who has traveled to many places. She has given us an account of the effects of, effects of pollution and global warming from places from her travels. This can give us an idea of what is happening to the earth because of what humans have done on a global scale. So, are the effects of climate change and pollution different in different places? Oh, that's a great question, Cora. Um, I would think I would think yes, and there's a lot of variables there. It would depend on um, well, I, I guess it would depend on the geographical location of of the place. That would have an effect on it. Certainly, an effect on how much you could see. Um, you know, for example, <clears throat> well, the the places we see it most are in, you know in, in the Arctic, where they're talking about the loss of. Uh, polar ice and that kind of thing. That's where it's the most um, evident, but we see it everywhere in terms of changing climate. We see it here in Newfoundland, you know, our summers are hotter than they used to be and our, our winters are milder, certainly. Um, and I've traveled a lot and I've been to a lot of places. And I, I guess it also depends on how much the countries are doing in terms of uh, environmental awareness and stewardship. You know, how good is the recycling program? Um, how concerned are they with the use of public transit and promoting that and, and less cars, that kind of thing. And so you see a lot more of that in the European countries. The populations are bigger and the geography is smaller, the actual places. So places that I've been to like uh, Denmark, Norway, um, they're really forerunners in that kind of thing in those areas. They use a lot of uh, public transit and are very clean countries. Um, you know, they're very well ahead of us in terms of the recycling, that kind of thing. Um, other places that have big cities, big centers that are also, you know, a more public transit oriented are um, Paris, certainly, and um, those kinds of, you know, big cities, Paris, London, and they, you know, they're very recycling concerned and that kind of stuff, but they have a lot of industry in those places. Um, and so that would certainly contribute to global warming. So yeah, there's a lot of variations. That's a big, broad question, but a really good one. What are your thoughts on climate change? Climate change, it is happening. It is real. It is our fault. And it's our job to, to try to do something about it. And that's, you know, it's hard because individuals really need to take responsibility for things like that. You know, you can 
throw out a plastic container and think like, oh, it's only me. I'm only throwing out one plastic container, but we all individually have to be responsible for the impact that is having on things like the world's oceans and, uh, you know, the decline of certain species. What are your comments on pollution? On pollution. Pollution is one that we can do a lot about ourselves, I, I think. You know, there need to be more uh, stronger, stricter government guidelines um, when it comes to industry and manufacturing. Because a lot of these big corporations, and, and you know, we all wear a lot of their, you know, clothes or, um, you know, drive their cars. And in the companies that, in the countries that a lot of these countries use for manufacturing, um, the regulations aren't nearly as strict and that is you know contributing substantially to the pollution in your travels have you ever seen animals suffering in person oh that's a good one animals as a result of climate change yeah and like pollution and stuff hmm that's a really good question cora i've been to places where there were supposed to be animals and there weren't you know, um, places where animals were anticipated to be and um, their uh, nests and things had been disturbed in the wetlands in different parts of England and France. Um, and that is certainly, uh, you know, that's a result of, of, human, um, of human error, human destruction for sure, absolutely. Do you have any ideas on how people can help stop pollution and climate change? Yeah, well, everybody needs to take responsibility, right? It's, it's something that everybody, each and every one of us has to be responsible for what we do, um, how we affect the environment, what uh, what we recycle, what we don't recycle. We, you know, we, we all need to really take a stand and people don't. Like I said earlier, you know, everybody thinks that they don't have to be responsible for every piece of plastic they throw out instead of recycle, or that they don't have to be responsible for, uh, I don't know, supporting companies that damage the environment. But everyone needs to be more aware, and it's the individual that's, you know, going to make the difference. Yeah. Is there anything you didn't know was harmful to the environment but found out it was later? Oh, that's a good one. Well, I mean, certainly now at this point in my life, I'm pretty aware of these things. But um, when I was younger, um, that, you know, when everyone started kind of first becoming aware of the issues with climate change, it was, you know, when I was in junior high school, everyone started finding out there was a hole in the ozone layer. And, you know, they aerosol sprays and cans were responsible for that. A lot of it, they said the gases from them were really contributing to them. And that was something nobody had ever really thought about before. And the same way nobody really thought about recycling. The only thing that was ever recycled in Newfoundland, to my knowledge, was beer bottles. And they were just, you know, sterilized and reused. <clears throat> but now our recycling facilities have really improved, for sure. So, yeah, there's most things. You know, when I was, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, when I was growing up, we didn't know that uh, so many things that you guys know now. You guys have a lot more knowledge about the environment and uh, the dangers that, than we had. That was our interview with Madame Winter. Lots of things that we do end up backfiring on us or harming something important without us realizing. We don't realize how much the things we do that hurt the earth also end up hurting us. Yeah, and if you think about it, humans are animals too, so why wouldn't pollution and climate change affect us as well?
A lot of people who don't care about littering and other harmful things don't think about the fact that what they're doing will affect them too. Some risks to humans are that a warmer climate may increase the risk of illness and death from extreme heat and poor air quality. Climate change will likely increase the frequency and strength of extreme events such as floods, droughts, and storms that threaten human health and safety. Rising temperatures cause changes in infectious agents, the introduction of new pests, longer disease transmission seasons in some areas, and increased production of pollens and spores. Well, that's the end of our segment on Earth Awareness. We would like to thank CHMR for inviting us to be guests on their radio station. Just remember that cleaning up the earth is important, and yes, every little thing does count, but big things are mostly what keep things going. Happy International Day of the Child. Thanks for listening. Bye. The roads can be very dangerous places. Always make sure you are qualified to drive. That's right. If you go into the roads unqualified, you're not only risking your safety, but the people around you as well. There are many qualifications. One of them is don't drink and drive. If you have recently drank too much alcohol, the roads are not for you. Don't drive underage. If you're not the legal age to drive, don't! Even if you have a license, you still can't drive high. Drugs are already bad, but don't make it bad for everyone else. This, this public service announcement was brought to you by three random sixth graders. Oh, and CHMR. Did you know that the average woman speaks around 20,000 words a day? That's 13,000 more than men. So cool. Speaking of girls, this is a news broadcast about girls' empowerment. Today we will be interviewing some women and talking about some famous females you should check out. First, we will be interviewing Krista, who we like to call K-Pow. She is one of the instructor of Girls Rock NL. Now we're here with K-Pow from Girls Rock NL. K-Pow. When did you start Girls Rock and why? Well, um, I'm one of the founding members and I've been aware of like the Girls Rock initiative for a while. Um, and Mara Pellerin, who some of you know, she she was involved in our camp and she played with Hey Rosetta and Wonderstrands and the Gramercy Riffs. But she uh, volunteered with Girls Rock in Toronto and she was living in Toronto at the time and she called me and she was like, Krista, this is the best, coolest thing that like ever has happened. We have to do this at home. So she was telling me how amazing the camp was for the kids and the teenagers and even just the camp counselors. And so she was just really excited about it. And uh, it was something that we said we really wanted to get happening here in Newfoundland. And we were sort of saying, like, you know, like, what is something that we can do to maybe, like, take action? And uh, so we said, you know what, let's let's get organized and, like, start a girls' rock camp. And we were talking a lot about how girls, especially in their teen years, have, like, a huge drop in self-confidence and, and stuff like that. So we were, like, really excited to get started. And I think the Facebook prompt sort of, like, gave us that extra push to get organized and that was in 2014 and then we had our first camp in 2015. What is feminism to you and why? Well I'm definitely a proclaimed feminist but I guess basically it means like equal rights and opportunities for everyone 
but it also means inclusivity and intersectionality and like meaning like race, sexuality, ethnicity, gender, ability, age, class, etc. And how um, individuals can be oppressed in those ways, but also means having like difficult conversations and being critical. But ultimately, I would say it's like empathy and compassion and just like working towards, yeah, equal rights for everyone. Final question. What is your favorite female artist and why? Okay, so this was a very easy answer. And I've loved this person since I was like probably 13 or 14. So it's PJ Harvey. So I guess like back when I was a teenager, a long time ago, I, uh, you know, started getting more serious into music because up until that point, I guess I was just kind of listening to like what my parents were listening to or like what was on the radio. And my brother actually told me about PJ Harvey and he was always really awesome and introduced me to cool new music. And uh, just when I listened to her, like I really related to it. Her voice was a lot lower too. And when I was a teenager and I started singing, my voice was like kind of low compared to what I was hearing all the time. And so I couldn't actually sing a lot of like the music I was hearing, but I knew that I wanted to sing. So when I started listening to her, I was kind of like, oh, I could actually like sing in that range. And and I liked um, that her music had like more substance to it. It was a bit more like serious. And uh, yeah, I just really connected to it. It just made me really excited. And I completely like idolized her and I loved like the grittiness and like the kind of edge to her music. And it just, yeah, it was just like something I was excited about. Yeah, she's still my favorite artist to this day. And uh, I really respect her and admire her. And uh, yeah, she's put out tons of records and they're always really different. So I like that about her because she's always changing and she doesn't really stick to one thing. So I think that's really cool. Thank you so much for your time, Kaybao. And now we will be interviewing Maria Cherwick, member of the Kubasonics and violin teacher at Strong Harbor Strings. And now here we are with Maria Cherwick. So, Maria, when did you start violin and why? Um, so I started playing the violin when I was two years old, and I actually didn't have a choice. My parents decided that I was going to play the violin, so they bought me my first violin even before I was born. But then when I was about... 12 years old I kind of realized that I actually really liked playing the violin and so by the time I was about 14 or 15 I decided that that was what I wanted to do with my life and now here I am. That's kind of like me but my parents didn't force me I kind of wanted to and then when like a few weeks after I didn't want to and then they said okay let's return your violin and I'm just like no! So, yeah, it's funny. I had the same conversation many times with my parents. Every time they were like, okay, well, guess you're not doing it anymore, then I would actually get sad. So I guess I kind of did really love it all along. And now I can't imagine, like, not having it in my life. So I'm glad they made me stick with it. <laughs> so what is feminism to you? Um, to me, I guess feminism is just the idea of, making sure that women and girls are able to do everything and achieve everything that they want to achieve in their lives. And I think there should be no barrier on that based on your gender. And I think that everyone in the world should be able to receive the same love and support no matter what gender you identify with. I just don't think that that should be really a barrier to anything that you want to achieve. 
And finally, why do you think it's important to have women's rights activists? Well, I think it's really important to have people who are, you know, bringing up issues, um, no matter what the issues are, if it's like women's rights or gay rights or racism or things like that, you know, we have to talk about these things because that's the only way that you're going to help spread understanding and that's the only way that you're going to, I guess, help people realize why these things are important. And so, like, women's rights activists are really important because they, they've done a lot of things already to improve the lives of women and girls all over the world, and I think there's still a lot of work to do, so it's good that we still have lots of people including lots of young people like you who are interested in making this happen. Thank you so much for your time, Maria. And now we will be talking about five famous females that you should check out. Anne Makazinski was born on October 3, 1997. Her friends couldn't study after it got dark because their houses had no electricity, which was really hard in the dark winter months. Anne decided to make a change. Anne was the first person to make a light powered by body heat. It was called the hollow light. Anne presented the hollow light at the Google Science Fair and won first prize. Anne is so cool. Next, we will be talking about someone magical. Can you guess? J.K. Rowling, of course. She has been a good writer since she was six years old. The first book that she wrote was a short story about a rabbit. The title of the book is Rabbit. At first, J.K. Rowling's manuscript about Harry Potter was rejected time after time. But then, finally, a publisher took it. Her agent told her that she wouldn't make any money on the books, but she continued anyway. The seven books capture the imagination of kids all over the world and has been translated into over 68 different languages. Way to go, Rowling. Moving on. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Which is what Nevea did. So now it's time for Nevea. Nevea is from St. John's, Newfoundland. She likes playing with her dog, drawing, and making lemonade. She had cancer, so she wanted to help people that had cancer, so she started a lemonade stand to raise money for cancer. Nevaeh's lemonade stand was a place where Nevaeh could help people like her. Nevaeh was an inspiration for us all. She sadly passed away on August 6, 2018. We should all be like Nevaeh. Nevaeh was amazing, just like Nefertiti, an Egyptian queen whose body was never found. Nefertiti and her husband chose to only worship one god, Aten the sun god. She was the favorite queen of Ramis, the second, the most powerful pharaoh to ever rule Egypt, also known as the most beautiful queen to rule ancient Egypt, and most powerful. Her name also means beautiful woman has come. In Nefertiti's husband's tomb, people taking care of it found a hidden room, but they were not able to open it. They think it's Nefertiti's tomb. Nefertiti was a queen in 13,053 BC. She disappeared from history around 1336 and was never seen again. Such a mystery. Now this next woman was definitely not a mystery, but still cool. She ran for president in 2016, and her name is Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton was the first woman to run for president in the United States. I believe she should have been president. Hillary has inspired all sorts of women to run for president, prime minister, mayor, etc. She got more than 2.8 million votes. What an inspiration. Another inspirational woman is Judy Foote, the first female left-hand governor. Judy Foote is the most powerful person in all of Newfoundland. She is the one who decides. Judy Foote is an inspiration to all. And now some random fun facts about women. 
An average woman cries 30 to 64 times, while men cry 6 to 17 times a year. In other words, men don't have feelings. In Russia, there are 9 million more women than men. That's almost the population of China. And finally, girls have more taste buds than men. Wow, those are some awesome facts. The very last thing we're going to do is a game. The game that we are playing is Would You Rather. Feel free to play along with us. Okay, Mary, would you rather swim with sharks or applaud the jellyfish? Hmm, I think I'd rather applaud the jellyfish. All right, Violetta, would you rather ride a unicorn or fly on a dragon? Of course, fly on a dragon. Like, why not? Now, Jesse, would you rather walk on water or have wings? Walk on water? Yes, please. All right, that's the end of our show. Thank you all so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Please remember not to litter, especially not on the sidewalk, and especially not with cigarettes and gum. You may think it's no big deal, but others do. Lots of city streets are covered in trash, especially cigarettes and gum. Keep our streets clean. This This public public service service announcement announcement is brought to you by CHMR. Hey everyone, it's me, Judge Kieran, coming at you, and welcome back to the Either Or News Debate Channel. And today, we will be ending possibly one of the longest ongoing debates for kids ever, cats versus dogs. In the blue corner, defending your feline friends is t t t Tig and j j j Jalen, also known as JT. They have both been cuddled by these adorable fluffy monsters before, so they know what's up. And in the red corner, defending the playful puppies that everybody loves is Franny and Rylan. Yeah! My favorite frisbee-tossing duo. First up, JT will be making a statement about how cats are easy to take care of. So here is Tig and Jalen. Cats are in fact easier to take care of because they don't need walks, they clean themselves, and use a litter box. Cats are cheaper than dogs, according to a study on the average cost of owning a dog or a cat. They also tally recurring costs, including medical bills, food, litter, licenses, toys, treats, and health insurance. Now, here are some reasons why we should all love cats. One, they have a beautiful purr. Two, they are great at cuddles, and in fact, there is a name for you. And three, they are very loving, and when you are sad, they will give you love and affection. It is important to have a cat to kill mice and even some rats, besides their fun and cuddly. Think of Egypt. There's been a case of 80,000 mummified cats in one tomb. Egyptians love cats and so do I. Very good, JT. Very interesting. But let's see what the dogs have to say about that. All those mummified cats? That's like the population of Willowdale, Toronto. That's a lot and that's just like, why would you want that many cats? Also, just because cats use a litter box doesn't mean that you still don't have to clean the litter. Cats aren't the only thing that give you affection. Dogs do that, too. Have you ever heard of ratting terriers or Jack Russells? Those breeds of dogs also hunt and kill rats and mice, too. There's a cat breed that costs 15000 to $100,000. Why would you ever pay that much for a cat? So, in a way, they're not more affordable than dogs. So, ha, you can get a dog for just $50. And at the FPCA, dogs and cats are the same price. By the way, cats' purrs are just so annoying, and they just purr and purr and purr all day. Oh my god. I know, and their hissing is so annoying. Even if your cat doesn't hiss, it will hiss at some point. Very true. Now I'd like to hear from the dog's side. Francis, Rylan, tell me why dogs are good to take care of. 
I just want to say that dogs aren't always as easy to, as cats to look after, but they usually are. You take them for walks, which is great exercise for all ages. Just like Franny just said, they're not always as easy as cats, but the work that you put in always pays off, and their trust is very easy to win over, unlike cats. They're all hissy. Yes, Rylan. But what tricks can cats do? Think about that. Dogs are proven to be easier to train. It's much more fun to train our doggy friends, and it's hard to stop playing with them. Yeah, they are just more fun. Why would you not want one of these cute, adorable puppies? I ask you, why? Oh, I see. I never really thought of that before, but now that you say it, it makes total sense. Cats, do you have anything to say about the dog statement? Maybe walking is an easy exercise, but to be honest, it isn't all that great for you. If you really want a great exercise, go for a run or go swimming. And in fact, my cat loves cuddles, so you don't need to win him over. Yeah, and I find that my cats, Rocky and Hermione, are way more fun to play with than my canine. And I know that cats can do tricks. And what the heck? Cats can be just as fun. And who cares if a cat costs $100,000? People just love cats that much. But the most expensive dog is only $11,000. People just don't care that much for dogs. And cats' purrs are not annoying. They are relaxing. Plus, not all cats hiss, and dogs' barks are more annoying. Take that, dogs. Good job, everyone. You really wowed me. And now I like both dogs and cats way more. But the thing is... I like them both equally. I know what we have to do. Round two. Round two! Okay, so first up, teen dogs will tell you about how dogs are so fun. So let's hear it for them. Okay, dogs are way better than cats, and here is the, are the reasons why. Dogs are way friendlier than cats. Sure, unlike cats, they're very energetic and won't just stay where you put them. But in a way, that's way better than watching them sleeping all day. Cats' teeth and claws are all sharp and pointy, and they're all pointy when you try and cuddle them. Dogs just aren't like that. They're all fluffy, and even the hairless ones are still cute. Cats are just selfish. Plus, have you ever heard of police cats, search and rescue cats, or service cats? No, because that's a dog's job, and cats are on this earth just for cuddles. That's right, Rylan. When you think of dogs, you think of little puppies. On the other hand, when you think of cats, you think of big, nasty things. Claws, sharp teeth, hissing. Am I right? You will agree with me on this one, won't you, Rylan? Yeah. Yes, yes, and yes. Oh, those are such good points. But maybe the cats can prove them wrong. Actually, maybe yes, you have a point, but I know many cats who don't bite people, and since I have a dog, I know how it is. My dog is usually the one who bites and claws people, not my cat. And no, when I think of cats, I think of fluffy little balls of cuteness. Not pointy claws, sharp teeth, so you are wrong, and that's that. And no, I have not heard of cats with jobs, but I searched the net, and, I, and cats can sense a cold or a fever, and they can detect cancer, which can save lives. And when a guest comes to my house, my canine pet just barks and picks up their shoes and hides them. So, boom. Oof, that's gotta hurt. Now for the cats team. Why are cats more fun than dogs? Cats are more fun than dogs. I mean, there are a ton of funny cat videos, you know, when they react to cucumbers, but I have never seen a funny dog video. Have you? Bet not. I play with my cats 24-7, and it's so fun, but my canine pet is so unfun to play with. He just hides my shoes. My two dogs give me like 39% joy, but my cats are 139% joy. Cats are just more fun to play with, period. And I find that my cats are so easy to take care of, but my canine is the opposite. 
For cats, you just have to feed them and clean their litter. But for dogs, you have to pick up the wet poop, and they always poop in the middle of the street. It's so annoying. And you have to feed them, give them water, take them on walks, let them outside, and all they do is bark. Mm-hmm. What do the dogs have to say about that? Yeah, they might be more fun to play with, cats. But dogs are way better at playing. Just think about it. If you throw a toy, call their name, what's a cat going to do? Nothing. And I just want to say that there are tons of cute, funny dog videos on the internet, and all cats have is them reacting to cucumbers. Funny? I just want to say that the statement you made about the joy of your cats is are higher than your dogs is so wrong. You're just exaggerating the truth. And your dog is just a strange dog who hides shoes. And cats are not easier to take care of because you have to empty their litter, and that stinks, literally. With dogs, you don't have to fool around with that. Sure, every couple of days you have to pick it up, but that's way better than scooping litter. Every day. Litter can cost up to $27.99 per bag. That's a lot. To clean up after dogs, it can be free. Why pay $28 when it could be absolutely, positively nothing? Thank you, everybody. Those statements were all well thought out and very true. Ugh, I just can't decide. You've given me such a hard decision. Oh, I just can't pick. Cats are easy to take care of, but are picky eaters, and dogs are so enjoyable because you can play with them and walk them, which helps you not be lazy. But picking up poo can be just so gross. Just give me a moment to think. Cats are a good argument! Silence! Silence! I have come to a decision. Drum roll, please. But first, let us see what the students of Bishop Field have to say about this. It's a very close score, but dogs won by just a little, with 116 votes. But cats were not far behind, with 95 votes. But of course, none of this really matters. It all comes down to my decision, and I will tell you after the break. Okay, so we're back, and it's time for my final answer. Once again, drum roll. So, my decision is neither. Well, no, both. What? Seriously? Come on, Karen. Hey, before you get mad, hear me out. Cats are independent, and I do admit I love me some funny cat videos. They are cuddly and a great pet for people who want to cuddle, but don't have the time to walk them and get the pet exercise. But dogs are so fun and a great way to get exercise for you too, and always playful. So yes, the true winner is both cats and dogs, for very different but both good reasons. Well anyways, that's it for today. Tune in next time for even more debates. Thank you for being here today. Hope you enjoyed. See you next time. Attention, dear citizens of this beautiful earth. Well, at least it was beautiful until people started polluting our oceans with straws and other useless plastics. Straws are horrible because the oceans aren't ours to pollute. That's right. It's home to animals like turtles. And they get injured and even killed by the straws. It's time for this to stop. We ask you to please cut down on your usage of straws. 
at restaurants ask for no straws. Sometimes they will still give you one, so it's okay if you can't cut down on it completely. However, straws are not recyclable, so please make an effort. Hashtag save our earth one straw at a time. Thank, Thank you. you. This, this public, public service announcement is brought to you by CHMR. Hello! We forgot to make a radio skit for the International Day of the Child. It's a spooky mystery parody titled Zombies. It is written by Ella James Thorne and Elise Fiest. And voiced by Elise Fiest and Ella James Thorne. With additional voices by Mary Taylor and Kieran O'Brien. I hope you enjoy our skit. I apologize for the terrible intro. Oh, I'm so excited to move. My parents told me the house is super old. It, it is, is indeed our dear daughter, Alex. We're finally here. That car ride took forever, even though it only felt like a few seconds. Oh, this place is so nice. I'm going to go call my friends to see if they can come over. Okay, okay sweet child of ours. Have fun exploring with your friends. Hello, friends of mine, Ruby and Sasha. Uh, oh, hi. Hello, is Sasha. What do you want? Come over, friends. But, but you just moved in. I want my friends to come explore. Oh yes, favorite activity, exploring old house. Be over soon. I guess we'll come too, I don't want to be left out. All right, friends, I'll be waiting. Oh, it sure has been five minutes. Where are they? No, like this. What took you so long, my friends? It, it's been five minutes. Let's explore creepy house. Is my specialty. Let's start at attic. Not the attic, please. I don't like attics. Compromise. We can start at the second attic. There are two attics? Oh, no. What kind of house has two attics? We have five. Five? Five good number of attics. Most important part of all creepy house. Well, let's get started. Sure, loud. Loud stairs, good for spooky aesthetic. Oh wow! Boxes and spider webs. How exciting! S- spiders. Oh, I was hoping for a zombie. S- zombies. Or more box. B- boxes. Come on, guys! This is only the first attic. This is boring. Boo. What, what was that? Was the zombies I told you about. Don't worry, friends. I'll protect you. Let's continue. The zombies could be right around the corner. <laughs> this door won't open. Let me try. 
Wow, I never knew you could do that. It's only box. How sad. But maybe we should explore something downstairs. Don't be silly. All good things in attic. Boo. What, what was that? I don't know, my dear friend. Maybe it's the zombies. Of course it's zombie. I'm so excited for the fourth attic. Four is my second favorite number of attics. It's kind of cold up here and dark. Yes, it is. What, what was that? We shouldn't have come here. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> it's okay. Once we go downstairs, we will all have nice hot turkey sandwiches. Yeah, and don't worry, friend. We're almost done. Just one more attic left to go. Okay. Weird. It looks like a bedroom. Welcome, or whatever. Ugh, no zombie. Just a ghost. Ghosts? Rude much? Hey, friend. My name is Alex, and the one thing one is Ruby. <laughs> Hello. Name is Sasha. Well, I'm... So, what's with big puffy dress? You don't know what era I, I was alive in. This is what people wore. And why is Bedram in Alex's house? This is my house first. So, so why are you here? You think I chose to die here? And where are you here? Or this hangout that I hear some foreign kid talking about zombies, another one yelling, friends. So, sorry. Clued. So friend, how did you die? I tripped over my bed. I, how? I don't want to talk about it. Anyways, how do you speak so modernly, friend? All right, I'm going to stop you there. Enough questions. I'm going to get some tea that I need to get rid of. I'm back with tea. Uh, we, we can't drink this. Sorry. Yes, this is ghost tea. Ugh, I was trying to get rid of this. I despise tea. The only upside to being dead is that no one drinks here any anymore here. Actually, people still. What? What? A floating letter? What's in the letter, friend? What is in the letter? Yes. Finally, I can leave. I've been waiting centuries for this. See you in a decade, donkeys. So, who wants to explore the basement? Uh. I hope you enjoyed our skit. Ruby and the Ghost were voiced by me, James Thorne. Alex and Sasha were voiced by me, Elise Fiest. And the parents, parents were, were voiced by, by Mary, Mary Taylor, Taylor and Kieran O'Brien. Global warming is a big issue. Animals are dying because of humans' reckless behaviors. We have to make a change, and it has to happen now. So we're asking for your help. I hope you listen. Because if you don't, 
our world will never be the same. This public service announcement is brought to you by CHMR. After the day's recordings were over, we asked the students what they found most interesting about the project, either about being on the radio or about the pieces they produced. Here's what they had to say. I liked how we got to record with all of our friends doing whatever we wanted to do. And I also like that too, but I really like that we got to make up our own things and we got to say what we wanted to say other than people writing it for us. Um, I like saying like what Jalen and Ty said, that we got to like do it ourselves and there was no like teacher telling us what we can and can't do. Um, I like that we got to use like all of the actual equipment and not just like recording it on like an iPad or something. I also like that we got to write it ourselves and be more independent than having a teacher writing it for us. It was fun to write it and also it was cool to be able to talk into the microphones and stuff. I find it amazing that we're, that people everywhere who listen to CHMR will hear our voices and I also yeah. wanted to, I thought that since so many people listen that it would be a good way to promote Earth Awareness. Well, um, it was really fun and it was a really fun experience to come here and see all the um, stuff. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I found it interesting and found that we have the chance to be on radio and chance to write something for radio. Um, I found it interesting that we got to um, we got the option of how we wanted to do it, like there wasn't a specific type of radio that we had to do. I found it really interesting to learn about different, like, powerful women and, like, to learn about some really cool, interesting facts about women. And I think that it was, like, amazing to, because people will hear this and stuff, so they will actually know that this is a problem and stuff, that more people will know that it's a problem, because not very many people know that it's a problem. Well... I did find it really interesting to learn about some really interesting and strong-willed females in the world who lived or who are living, and I do find that it's a problem that women are getting, like, they're not getting treated very well in some parts of the world, and they're not getting appreciated for what they do. I found it interesting, like, same as uh, Letta and Jessie said, it's... I'm um, like learning about all the different people and what they did because they're really cool. Um, it was just fun to talk with my friend and share with you guys his music. Yeah, I was honestly excited that I could just hang out with my friend and just talk. I thought it was uh, fun because, well, we have never done something like this in our class together, so that was cool. I just thought it was really cool because we got to go on um, a radio station, and it was a and um, it was a lot of fun too. I thought it was cool because we got to go to a new place as a class, and we got to explore, and we got to be on the radio, so it was kind of fun. I think um, it was fun, and also it was kind of interesting to see what a radio station here in St. John's would look like. I think it was a really cool experience because um, 
well, we actually got to see the radio station for one. And two, I think it is like really important what we're talking about. So I'm glad that our class got to do it. I think this thing was really cool because we could see, like normally when you hear the radio, you don't imagine what's like how they produce it. Because that takes a long time. I thought it was cool because we had a lot of freedom and we didn't have to just stay in one place and like listen to people talk all day and we like could do stuff for ourselves and it was really fun. Also, we get to see like how it happens and stuff. You. Yeah, you. Me? Yeah, I have a challenge for you. What is it? Pick up five pieces of garbage a day. You think you can do that? No, sorry, I mean yeah. Okay, you better. This public service announcement is brought to you by CHMR 93.5. Radio FM. Next, we asked the students why they thought radio is important. I think radio is important because then when people go on the radio, they will hear stuff that they d didn't know are happening in the world, and it communicates all through the world and you can hear stuff. I think radio is really important because um, kind of like Lance said, you get to hear all the stories if you didn't know it. I think radio is important. Is eat, like Milan and Bria. You can like <clears throat> hear stuff that you've never heard before. I think radio is important because you get to know what's happening across the world. I think radio is important because like it's a way to like express culture, really. Like this radio station. Some aren't, but um, this radio station I think is important because. It's a way to express culture, and um, it like gets messages out that other people didn't know. Um, I think radio is important because it's a really fast way to get news around. Instead of like, if you like have like a newspaper or like you look up the news on iPad or something, you like in your car you can listen to it. I think radio is important because it really shapes a community. And like you learn new things and stuff that's going around on in your community and you hear new songs that you might not have known before. Well, one of the reasons would definitely be because they're getting the news out to the public about certain things that they might be interested in. You can also share like your culture, like your songs from your culture and talk about it. I mean, I think it's important because when people are driving, they want to listen to something instead of just like, or in their house or something, they just don't want to be there listen, not listening to anything. I think it's important because it's there for people to know things, like if a road, road is closed down or like if they're going that way, they will know that the road is closed down so they won't get in like an accident or something. Well, it's good because... Um, well, because there's all the music that maybe you wouldn't have tried or maybe you wouldn't have known existed even. Um, but because of the radio, someone's played it, and um, you now know of this type of music. Uh, I think it's important because uh, where else are you going to listen to music? I only listen to music really in my car and on the radio. Um, I think it's a great source of entertainment, but it also is inform informative, and, like, if you... It can tell you the news, too, so that's good. I think it's important because then, like, if there's, like, news, then lots of people, like, pretty much anywhere can hear it. You don't need to, like, send letters everywhere. It's like listening to a newspaper.
Yeah, I agree. It's basically, a, well, it's a good, it's a really good way to spread information. And also, it keeps people happy, and they can, it's a good way to listen to music and all that stuff. Well, it's really cool because people just talk about different things, and they can spread, like, spread stuff, um, like, of activities that are happening and stuff like that. Well, it's a way for people to listen to music and listen to something in, in the car or while working or whatever. It's a form of entertainment. Um, I think it's important because um, you can hear about like news and stuff that's happening, but you don't have to see it yourself, and you can listen to it anytime. I think that radio is important because people can listen to music and stuff like that when they don't have access to like Apple Music or Spotify or Stingray and uh, and I find that because people on the news like they report news so people can actually like learn about stuff that's actually happening like I was listening to this news broadcast the other day on VOCM and they were talking about women's rights as well, and that actually gave me the idea a few weeks ago to do this. So, yeah. Um, why I think radio is important? Well, it's because, like, one, you can listen to music when you want to, and it cheers you up, and it's really nice to sometimes just relax, listen to the radio, listen to some news, music, and it also gets the message around to the whole world because you can broadcast stuff from one place and it could go so far away and a lot of people need to be aware of what's going on in the world um i think radio is important because you can just sit down and you can listen to the radio and it's kind of relaxing and it's like it's not just for one person it's for everyone to listen to a friendly reminder that there are other humans with thoughts and feelings. They should be respected no matter what size, shape, color, or gender. This public service announcement is brought to you by CHMR. November the 20th is International Children's Day, a day to celebrate the rights of the child. We asked the students what children's rights mean to them and why they are important. I think that children's rights are important because a lot of adults underestimate children, but children are, like, science has proven that children, like, they have a lot of imagination, so we can think up stuff that mo a lot of adults can't and stuff like that. I'm not saying that adults are dumb. I'm not saying that at all. It's just... I'm just saying that children have amazing minds, so we should be able to use those minds to think up stuff. Um, to follow up what Jesse is saying, uh, grown-ups are lacking a bit of um, more imagination because kids are like thinking up all sorts of crazy stuff, and that crazy stuff could help with our society. It could be like so inspirational and like kids are kids um i think that children's rights are important because like um you guys both said um ch 
children have like lots of imagination and they like playing games and stuff, so it's important for them to be able to just play. Well, in a lot of places, children don't have the same rights as adults, and they won't get to eat as much, they won't get to do as much things, they just can't be free. But we're lucky enough to live in a society here where kids have pretty much the same rights as adults. We just can't vote, but that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. We don't know what we'd vote for anyways. Yeah, just probably our parents. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think children's rights is important because sometimes people around the world forget what children can do and what the rights they are, what rights they have. So, yeah. I think um, children's rights are really important because um, around the world, children like work all day when they're really young, but um, I think um, kids should have freedom to do whatever they want. I think children's rights are important because kind of like what Rhea said, because some children are getting worked really hard to like more than they should have to do, and they should get to do what they want to do more and get some more freedom. I think children's rights are important because there are people that like there are kids that walk around just to look for water and it's it's dirty water so like it's making them sick but they still need it so I don't think it's like right. I think children's rights are important because without them they're really creative and they should have the right to say what they think and like they they like create stuff which is good. Because in some places, children don't have those rights. Uh, I think they're important because um, children are going to grow up into adults eventually, so they should have rights to begin with. Um, well, it's important because like people used to and probably still do, don't treat children the same as an adult. We're just smaller and not like fully grown. So I think that it's important because like, we're the same thing, we're just smaller. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, actually, and also, certain traditions don't treat children very fairly. And also, what Lucy said, like, we're literally the same thing as adults, except we're smaller and we haven't gone through an entire education just yet. Well, like, I mean, we're pretty um, lucky to not do what some kids have to do, what, like, people make them do. So, yeah, like, I agree with them. Um, it's not that fair for other kids. Like, we're the same thing as adults, but just smaller. Well, it's important because lots of children around the world don't have rights, and they we need to we need to realize that. I think it's important because lots of children don't have many things, and we're here being ungrateful for the things we have. Uh, I think it's important because, um, just like Jalen said, that like we have so many rights that we don't even realize we have, and other children don't even have that many rights, like to go to school or anything. Well, like everyone pretty much has said, um, like, because, like, we may have, like, 
a McDonald's where you can buy like food for like five dollars for I don't know how much it costs but um and like we have all the disposable stuff and we just throw it out and some people will, will don't even have like half that amount of food and it's just sad I think it's important to recognize that some kids aren't as lucky as us and we should try to help them out. I think children's rights are important because children are our future. As the weather gets colder, it will start to snow. Remember to step carefully into the roads. Cars find it hard to stop for pedestrians because of the snow, ice, and slush. Thank you for your time. This public service announcement is brought to you by CHMR. Did you know that only 2% of women think that they're beautiful? 2% is not enough. We want to make that number grow. Everyone is beautiful. Girls, we need to act on this. Everyone deserves to have equality. You can say no. This, this is, is a public service announcement from CHMR. You've been listening to Radio Change the World, a special broadcast where kids across Canada take over their community radio station. We thank everyone who participated, from stations such as CFFF at Trent University, CFUR in Prince George, CITR in Vancouver, CJAS in St. Augustine, CJLO in Montreal, CJRU in Toronto, CJSF in Burnaby, WDCR in Kelowna, and CKUW in Winnipeg.